0: In today's economic storm, people's retirement accounts are being devastated. Consumers are searching for a safe place to put their money. Are you feeling the same? If you are, please get ready to listen and learn about a new concept that will give you financial security and peace of mind. Now, here is the host of Become the Banker, certified financial planner, and award-winning author, Joseph Quijano.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is Jordan Quijano sitting in for Joseph this week, and I wanted to thank you all for coming back to our show today. I mean, we are touching on a topic that is so important, and we've spread about four or five shows on this now, which is the money mindset and keeping a positive, positive, positive money thought process and the ability to build that wealth. So definitely, definitely, thank you so much. I mean, this is Jordan Quijano with my father, Joseph Quijano, on Become the Banker, and this is on Inspire Choices Network. So we thank you so much for joining us. Today, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this, and I think we're going to probably call this probably the, the, the fourth or fifth final episode here because we have spent a good amount of time on this positive mindset about building money. And it is very important, don't get me wrong, this is one of the most important tools to helping you build a financial plan. And this is unique because a lot of people, a lot of our clients, a lot of new clients and customers, when they talk to us, it's very funny how ideally we always think that money or the product or the right financial advisor is the only answer to becoming successful in our in our wealth or becoming financially well off. And that's so you know, that's only a part of the equation. It really is. The mindset, the determination, the discipline, the goals, everything we've been talking about throughout the series here really actually is more crucial sometimes than the product is, and and more crucial than the advisor. I mean, there's the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink it. (laughs) And, And it is so true with so many aspects of life. But when we're talking about financial planning, this couldn't have been a more true quote. There's many people that we show this wonderful strategy, and again, you know, we're talking about two strategies with our firm. We only deal with two products, two safe money solutions, and they're the best in their in their really in the financial industry for, for what they do, these two products. But at the end of the day, again, when we show clients that haven't seen these products, some of them might find that it's too good to be true. That's, that's where their mind leads to because conventional wisdom or, or reasoning why they haven't heard about these products before, it gives them this negative outlook almost or this negative mindset that There's no way that this can be possible because it sounds just too good. And that's some of these hurdles that we've been speaking about over this series. You cannot have a negative hurdle in front of you. I mean, it's okay to be leery. It's okay to do your research. But at the end of the day, you have to have an open mindset. You have to have an open mind to allow new opportunities to come through. You have to have an open mind to allow these products or these different ideas to take place in your life. And when it comes to building wealth, in today's world, I think it is one of the most confusing economies, one of the most confusing financial distress calls out here in today's economy for us. How do we know which direction is right, or how do we know which direction is up from down? As a consumer, I, I feel for you guys because it is confusing when you're not in the financial arena all the time, every day, like like we are as financial advisors. But again, I mean, this is why. Yes, it's okay to do research. You absolutely should be doing research. But as far as the mindset goes, don't be closed off. Don't let a negative experience in your past dictate your outcome for your future. And I think we see this a lot of times because unfortunately in the financial arena, people have been taken advantage of. I mean, I'm going to say it just straight out there. People have been taken advantage of sometimes because maybe they bought into <laughs> you know, some kind of bridge loan that their brother and sister said, hey, this is a great one. I won't use a name because I know there's a couple out there that right now are going through some lawsuits. But I won't say any names. I think we all have a good idea. But bridge loans or any backing loans or any of that, and you hear about it from a family member or you hear about it from a best friend or a coworker. and you're saying, hey, I'm going to win. I'm going to make 15% in one year or 20%. And what do you – I mean, I I don't blame you. I mean, of course you're going to be enticed. As an individual, anybody who's going to say that, it's going to be exciting to hear that. But unfortunately, a lot of people who went that direction with these bridge loads, I'm not saying all, but a good portion of them, happened to not get their money back. And they lost money because these companies overextend themselves by buying multiple plots of land, multiple real estates, and as anything else, real estate can be volatile. It's not just in one state. It's across the U.S. And a lot of times, these companies go bankrupt. And guess who's on the hook for the money? You. This is why when we meet with some clients, I've seen they have a negative outlook of what's going to happen with their next advisor or their next sit-down because they've unfortunately been taken advantage of or they've had a bad experience their mindset that I can't trust anybody out there. I mean, you hear about the Bernie Mados. You hear about these pyramid schemes. It's a very sad world. And I'm sorry to, to bring it to, to light here, but this is a topic we must face sometimes that when we have a negative experience, when we have a negative outlook, What are we going to attract? Unfortunately, we are probably going to attract negative experiences that are going to come in the future. I mean, this is the law of attraction that we've been hitting on these last two episodes. And so by recapping that, if we have had a bad experience, we cannot let that define, again, our future outcome or our future experience by always thinking that that's going to happen. It's okay to learn from the lesson. You don't want to forget about it, but yet you don't want to be thinking about it every time that there is a new financial advisor, there's a new financial opportunity, or I don't even want to deal with finances because this happened to me. I mean, that's going to do you no good. There are great advisors out there. There are great products out there. And unfortunately, the few bad seeds root it for the bunch. They really do. So allow yourself to heal that ability. Allow yourself to get over those negative experiences so that you're not attracting it. And that's something that we truly believe in in our financial firm, that you have to have a positive outlook, a positive mindset. And being family-owned for over 45 years, for us, we believe in bringing comfort to any financial plan. You have to feel comfortable with what you're doing. You have to ask questions. Be educated. And that way you can make an educated decision. It's okay to ask questions. And that's what we invite all the time. For anybody who's listening today or anybody that's just catching this at a later time, please feel free to always call in, email us, jump on its BioChoices Networks website. You can always live chat us and ask questions. This is is so important in today's world. And you'll get the answers, hopefully, that you're looking for, because at the end of the day, we want to bring some clarity to your life. So please, ask questions. Going back to this negative mindset, to this attractor of law of attraction that we, we really are all little temples of attractors, if you want to put it that way. If we could change our outlook about money I truly believe in you are going to attract wonderful opportunities, absolutely stellar opportunities to be able to make money, to be able to get past the month-to-month bills. One example of just a negative hurdle that we put in our lives at a very young age. And it sometimes set us up for a kind of a, a recurring negative thought process about money. And this is something I want you to look. Ask yourself if your parents ever told you this. You know, and I, and I love, you know, bringing this into this financial topic. But think about it when you were younger and you were touching money, a lot of times our parents would always say, oh, go wash your hands, money's dirty, don't touch that, or don't put your hands in your mouth after touching money. I mean, it's been around everywhere. It's dirty. Money is dirty. Just that little statement right there, that money's dirty, go wash your hands, is enough to put a mental barrier in place. That that little and that early on keeps us always thinking that negative side about money. Money's dirty, money's dirty, wash your hands, don't touch it. And it's a, it's ironic how just a little seed that was planted at young ages, it starts to build a trend that money has this negative connotation. It starts with as simple as that, and then it can go into the next thing that we understand. You know, uh, not to get political or anything, like that, but we say you always know, hear that money's with 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 what goes on with wars. Money's got so much blood shed on it. Money's got all this. And it, it builds from just the beginning statement. So wherever your mind goes with money, you know, more money, more problems is another statement. These little pieces of nuggets that you put all together, it allows us to think this horrible side of money. It really doesn't want us to, it doesn't allow us to open up to the positives when we're always thinking of the negatives. So it is with bills. I mean, we we tie money to a lot of stresses in our life. I mean, I touched on this a little bit earlier in the series that unfortunately, when we're talking about divorces in America here, money is the number one cause to most divorces, which is so sad. Money is the number one cause to most divorces here in the U.S. I don't know the exact statistic. I'm going to look at that here while I'm on the show, but I know it is, for the last five to six years, it's been the number one cause to divorces. So we're talking about having money attached to all these stresses again. This is the kind of negative thoughts that brings everything together, that not only do we think money is dirty, you got to wash your hands, but we're laying month to month on paychecks. Our bills are piling up, and yet we're thinking, I, don't, I just don't have enough money. I don't have enough money set aside. We want you to really put to rest the negative experiences you've had. This series is to help you kind of heal when we're talking about these negative past, the negative experiences about money. If you're able to get past the hurdles that we either whether we started at a young age from the little seeds that were planted or to just recently because you lost a relationship, you lost a car, you lost whatever due to money. This is the show to help you get past that. We want you to feel at home and feel the ability to get past these negative experiences. Otherwise, again, if you hold on to that and that's all you hold tied to money is that it's negative, you're not going to see past that, and you will never attract the positive experiences with money. I want to go over, you know, towards the end of the show, probably actually in the next break here in about five, ten minutes, we're going to go over uh really some questions that we get asked quite a bit on the show, and and this is something that we've been getting some emails, so I want to bring that into it, and, and I want you to think about a lot of the questions that you may have that maybe you're scared to ask an advisor, Or scared to ask anybody. Going back to kind of the seeds that are planted at a young age, it's funny that really we have no school system that brings us up with money in a sense of it doesn't teach us the basics of budgeting, the financials, how to deal with 401ks, the proper investing, just basics. I'm not talking about, you know, getting a degree in finance or being able to learn how to time the stock market. I'm just talking about the basics of financial planning because this is the responsibility that our country and our government and our economy has put on us each individually. We have to know how to invest our own 401ks. We have to know how to take the proper steps to build our retirement. And whether that be budgeting month to month, or paying our bills and making sure that our house is free and clear. So the topic is always funny because when you're younger we ask we, I mean, we don't have schooling, so we sometimes ask our parents or ask our family, you know, how do we do this with money? Or, or what do you do with your money, mom or dad? And a lot of times what was the conversation? Oh, let's not talk about that. You know what I mean? or don't, don't worry yourself with the bills because that's our responsibility. We have been so closed off on sharing money with our kids and our family because sometimes our parents or family might be going through their own distress. So I want to talk on that when we come back from the break because I think that's an important subject that's going to segue into the rest of today's conversation. So this is Jordan Quijano with Become the Banker on Inspired Choices Network, and we're going to be right back with you after this break.
0: If what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker Radio Show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific.
2: Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform This is Become the Banker radio
0: show with certified financial planner, Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You could also ask to comment by email to joseph at becomethebanker.org, or text to 303-880-0887.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is, again, Jordan Quijano on Inspired Choices Network. And we're talking about with Become the Banker with my father and just, you know, he's out for this week. But I I had a great privilege of jumping on today with you guys and really just jumping in from a different perspective today. I want you to understand I'm kind of sitting back, not as the financial advisor, you know, I, I want to sit back more as, Probably the the son or the child of a family you know that is hopefully something that you can resonate with because this could be something similar to maybe one of your kids that you're listening into, and what I'm talking about today is really dealing with the mindset of money, what we're taught at a young age, and what we carry on whether we're kids for the rest of our life about money so please please open your ears and even take some notes and just realize that maybe this could be something that one of your family members is thinking. Maybe this is something that you've thought over your life. What I closed the show out with before the break there was talking about these early seeds that are planted at a young age that sometimes develop our mindset about money in a negative way. And it might not be intentional at first. It really isn't. I mean, I know we all have good intentions. And it's, it's kind of funny how the littlest statements, the littlest experiences end up sticking with us for life without us even realizing it. I was talking about when you touch money with your kids, your parents or your mother or your father would always say, Go wash your hands. Money's dirty. Money is dirty. That's one little seed. That kind of sticks with us. Again, a mental little barrier that we don't even think of when we're saying it to our children or we don't even think of when we're a kid when we hear that. But yet it sticks with us for the rest of our life because I, when I touch money today, that first thing that goes in my head is, where the heck has that money been? Oh, that's dirty. And it sticks that negative term on money right then and there. So it is with coins. When you touch pennies and quarters, dirty. Oh, I mean, you can just feel it right now. So... One of those seeds might be that. Another seed is, I was talking about responsibilities that we are forced amongst us because of our economy. We took a shift in our economy about 20 or 30 years ago when it came to retirement planning. This is something that's not talked about enough today. It really isn't, and this is frustrating because if you look around... For anybody who's employed right now or who is employed in the past, think about it. Retirement plans today are so different. They are so much more difficult to make sure that you are set up for success. Why is that? Well, about I think like 25, 30 years ago, we used to have companies offer pension plans, pensions. They used to be defined benefit plans where you used to work with an employer for 15, 20 years, and the employer would look at you and say, you know what, Jordan, thank you so much for your service, for your blood, sweat, and tears in building our company and making us last for 20 years. We're going to provide you a retirement income for the rest of your life. No matter how long you live, you don't have to contribute because you've already put your time with us. We're going to provide you a retirement. We don't see that that much today. Very, very, very few and far between. uh, As far as the companies go, there's very few companies that still offer pension plans. I mean, we have Para, which is a wonderful pension for school teachers. But unfortunately, Para is not. It's not keeping up with. This, the, the, this, the retirees that are all retiring in, and they're, and I've been hearing from a lot of teachers that are clients of ours that they're not seeing their increased, stipend increase for, for inflation. I mean, lately it's only been like 1% or a half a percent, and that's hard to live on when inflation's running at 3.5%. So Para is one of the few, but it's still there. There are some firefighter pensions, some police officer pensions, military pensions, of course. The government has some decent pensions, obviously if you work for the post office or a few other companies, but that's about it. I mean I know I've seen some private companies like Lockheed Martin, wonderful company, they offer some beautiful pensions. But really, I mean it's it's a handful of companies. I mean that's there might be one or two other companies that I am aware of, but that's about it. And that's sad because what happened about 25 years ago was the government really switched the mindset. They allowed the money to say, you know, instead of the companies putting the money in for the employee, putting all the risk on the companies because again, the company is responsible for that employee's pension. They have to put the money aside for that employee. They got to make sure that it's invested properly to make sure that that employee gets an income for the rest of their life. So it's a lot of pressure on companies. When you look back at United Airlines, the friendly skies, the once friendly skies, right around 2007, 2008, I think it was even 2009, maybe right around the crash, what happened? They went bankrupt and who got hurt the most? It was the employees that were retired or retiring that were looking for their pensions. But so what did United say? I mean, they really kind of left them high and dry and said, well, I'm sorry, we're going bankrupt. Some of our key employees as far as presidents of the companies and, and top managerial staff, oh, they'll be fine, but a lot of the baggage handlers, the service, the stewardess, even some of the pilots lost their pensions. That's just terrifying. I mean, that's sad. A lot of them were forced to back to work. And we've met a handful of them. The once friendly skies aren't as friendly anymore because they were forced back into work at the age of 65, 66, when they thought they were going to have this beautiful pension. And yet, these pilots, stewards, baggage handlers, well, I guess I'll just have to go back for the rest of my life now. That is terrifying. But that's where I'm getting back to the point that companies have seen this trend lately that we're all getting much, much older, we're living longer, and there's a a big allotment. There's a huge number of retirees retiring every single day trying to collect the retirement benefits, whether it be social security. They saw this word, they really kind of allowed what's called a defined contribution plan. They traded out a lot of these pensions for what we call the 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, SEPs, if you're self employed. The f- defined contribution plans are right about the door. All right, I mean, take that around. The defined contribution plans are new in the door where you're having money in yourself as the employee have the discipline. Some companies match somebody. Other companies don't. I mean, it's no, there's no real guideline. That's the sad thing about these 401ks now is it's kind of the Wild West. They put all the responsibility on you as an individual, and there's not a real strict guideline saying that every company has to contribute or It's all on us to pick the right investments. Otherwise, would you retire? The blame's all on you.
0: if what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true when would you like to know about it most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy by tuning in to become the banker radio show with certified financial planner joseph quijano you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk are you ready to thrive financially in the economy Listen for Become the Banker Radio Show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific.
2: Investments hit all-time lows, except for Become the Banker. Do you know how much money was lost in those accounts? Not one penny. Become the Banker is a safe, guaranteed return of 4% plus a 1% dividend. In a nutshell, you overfund life insurance on purpose to build a tax-sheltered cash account for retirement and for loaning to yourself along the way and not losing to the stock market. Becomethebanker.org. You owe it to yourself to go to the next seminar. Becomethebanker.org. Who's laughing now? This is Become the Banker radio
0: show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You could also ask to comment by email to joseph at becomethebanker.org or text to 303-880-0887. All
1: right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jordan Quijano back here on Inspired Choices Network. And this is become the Banker, again, talking about the money mindset. And right before break there, we were just diving into really the shift that's happened in the economy over the last 25 to 30 years. This is the responsibility shift that's changed, where all the risk has been placed on us as individuals to choose the right investment plans for our 401Ks, all the risk has changed on us to put the money aside. And where I was going with all this is that really our responsibilities changed as parents, as individuals, where we're all looking really the right way to build money or how to build money or how to get out of debt, yet we don't have all the tools there for us to learn. So one of the areas that I find very unique, and I see a very pa- similar pattern amongst all the ages, whether you have children yourself, and you're a parent, or if you've been a child, obviously, and, and you looked at your parents and asked the same question, is we usually look to our family if we don't have the financial resources to look, you know, go to schooling for how to put money aside for the full ks or how to invest properly. This is one of those areas that we look at our parents and say, well, dad, I mean, what do you do with your finances? What do you do for your 401k? How much should I put aside? Or when I'm looking at a credit card, what's the right credit card? All of these questions that ultimately sometimes it's uncomfortable for a parent to answer because, again, they might not be in the right financial place to tell the advice themselves, you know, they might be financially struggling. And so a lot of times we're turned off to that. We don't want to talk about it with our kids. We don't want to bring it up because of how stressed we are sometimes for our own situation. And this is a problem. And if I don't would be that, maybe we are financially struggling ourselves that we don't want to give the wrong advice to our own kids. We want them to be financially better off than ourselves. So we tell them we go, oh, go, go research it, or go ask, go ask somebody else. I mean that's that's the economy we live in. If we don't have resources ourselves in the schooling system or anywhere else to figure out how to build money or how to properly retire, and yet we go to our family, and it's sometimes nerve-wracking to ask our parents or anybody because we were taught not to talk about that at least I was, I know some of you can relate to that, you don't bring up finances with your family. You don't ask them how much they make. You don't ask them, you know, how their retirement's going. I mean, it's a very awkward conversation. So what are we? what are we to do? How are we able to get ahead? And all this ties together with the mindset because – like I said at the very beginning of the show, if we are taught these negative little seeds that are planted with money being dirty or don't talk about money with your parents, we hold on to that for the rest of our life. And that's what I wanted to really hit on today is how can we change that? This show is supposed to be kind of your safe embrace, your safe area to talk about these questions, to bring it up with us. We love being able to help answer questions for viewers and, and listeners and anybody that comes to our office. It's, it's, it's a very common trend out there that we realize that people are lacking that side of financial information. And sometimes they're too scared to ask it because, just like I said, from a beginning statement with your parents to never ask about finances, that carries through for the rest of our life, that we don't want to ask other people or, or we feel embarrassed to talk about our finances with other people, we're very we're very closed off in today's economy. We don't want to talk about it with other people. We don't want to say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is helping me get out of debt." Or, you know what? Hey, I'm struggling right now. What are What are you doing? What can I do to help myself? That's where we should be a community in. But yet, it's hard to do that. It really is. I'm not saying it's easy. It's we're, we're very proud, we, we have a lot of pride when it comes to bringing money home for the family, to making sure that we all have a positive face in front of our family, especially for parents. You have, I, I understand it completely now, looking back when I was a child, you know, looking at my mother, and no matter what was going on, everything was fine because your parents make it fine. They make sure that You don't see the stress as a kid. But sometimes that might not be good because I think we should see some of that. To an extent, I'm not telling, you know, (laughs) let them do a budget. Your kids look at your budget and see what's going on. But I think this is a conversation that you need to invite with your kids because we don't have the resources. And this is only going to keep on passing down to generation to generation if we don't talk about it. So looking at family members, I'm looking at you to hold the responsibility to pass the torch on to your family, to your kids, and have a conversation. Call them up this week. I want you to have that talk with them and just see how they're doing financially. It's okay to look at the past and have water go under the bridge, but let's look at the future. How can we help our family members? How can we help our neighbors? our coworkers, anybody around you, take a piece of knowledge financially to help better them. Even if it's as simple as saying, hey, this is a new credit card that I was looking at, you know, we're not, i am letting you know now, we don't believe in debt over here, I've become the banker, but it's okay to have credit cards because unfortunately we have to, to buy a house, we have to build our credit, we have to, to get a car, you know, so credit, as much as we don't like debt, you still have to build it. So I want you to talk to your family member and say, hey, this is the credit card I got an offer for, and it's actually really good. I mean, have you seen anything on this, or or, or do you have good credit cards yourself? I mean, just having a simple conversation like that, it could help out your family member from wasting excess money in finding its charges or charges that you can find from a credit card company because you pointed them in the right direction. Just like what we're trying to share with you guys today, these listeners, I want you to use our website, www.becomethebanker.org, O-R-G, as a resource. You go there. Like I said, type in questions on our contact us or if you have any questions. Use us as a resource. A lot of these questions that I wanted to refer to earlier, I'm going to talk about today. And before I jump into that, I just want to leave you with a quote, and I've said it before in the shows, but I want it to resonate with you again. This quote is spot on with everything we're talking about right now. And it's, rich people think like rich people, poor people think like poor people. Rich people think like rich people, poor people think like poor people. This doesn't have anything to do with where you're at financially today. It's nothing to do with that. It has to do with your mindset about money. And this is so true with what we're talking about right now, that if you carry on the same mindset with your kids that you were taught at a young age, with money being dirty, with not talking about finances with your kids, not talking about how you build a comfortable retirement, well, then that same trend is going to go forward to the next generation. I truly believe that when you look at wealthy families like the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Kennedys, or any wealthy family, I look at their kids to the next generation, it's not like they automatically get money, always, and that they're going to be successful for the rest of their life. I mean, you look at people who win the lottery. When they get money, they become bankrupt. Over 73% of people who win the lottery go bankrupt. So when we're talking about some of these wealthy families, when they get money, when they pass it down to the kids, they pass down the knowledge as well on how they became wealthy, how they continue to be wealthy. And I want you to take that same thought process, no matter how wealthy you are, and pass it down to your kids. We've got to be able to pass the torch to the next generation and tell them, hey, you know what, putting aside 10 to 15% in savings. Every paycheck you get is a great way to start. Just as simple as that. Or you know what? When you're dealing with your 401K, you should probably be a little bit more moderate, not super aggressive, not super conservative. Be in the middle if you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s. And once you get through your 50s, you should be very conservative. If nothing, be out of the stock market. These are lessons that we should be taught. But we're here to help with you guys. So I want you to think about how you can reach out to your kids this week, your family, even a sibling. If you don't have children, look at a sibling, a brother, a father, a mother, an uncle, an aunt, and just take a financial gauge with them. Take a little temperature gauge on how they're doing financially. I'm not asking for you to pry. I'm just ask because I don't think we talked about it enough that it might almost be relieving if somebody calls and says, hey, I just... Like I said, as simple as a credit card, hey, I got this in the mail, and it's a really good credit card. i just sort you know, maybe you should look into it for yourself. Or or you know what? I found this new bank down the street or this credit union, and they're offering it almost 2% on a savings account. You should definitely look into that. You know, it'd be a great area to put some money. Little, little pieces of information like that really can help somebody out. It really can. Now, going into some of these questions here, Before the break here, we got a a few of them. And I I really want you to look at yourself and see if these questions are similar to you or, or if you're thinking the same questions. One of the best parts about our seminars, or now we hold webinars, but one of the best pieces to it is the community that's behind it. When somebody asks a question, I think a lot of times that answers more than just that individual's question, it answers probably three or four other people's questions. Again, people are scared, I think, to ask some of these questions because they don't want to feel like, oh, I don't know about finances or, or I'm not doing well. If that's not the case. Ask questions. So go to our website, becomethebanker.org, O-R-G, and always type in your questions there for us to answer. So the first question here, it's a real basic one. How can I get started for retirement if I'm 50 years old? I mean, how can I get started for retirement if I'm 50 years old? Fair basic question. I, I see this all the time. I mean, I, I think really this goes a little bit deeper because this individual here, and I'm going to save the names here, but this individual is probably thinking that they're getting started a little bit late, and that's Okay. It's okay to start. you got to just put your foot in the right direction. That's the key thing. You don't want to wait five, four years. and wait until you're 55 and then ask the question. I mean, start now if you're already thinking about it. So how can I get started for retirement if I'm 50 years old? Well, obviously, there's no perfect formula or perfect answer to that. But ultimately, what we talk about with Become the Banker here is we want you to focus, number one, on getting out of debt. Getting out of debt is the number one rule to becoming successful for retirement i mean you don't want to have a mortgage payment in retirement you don't want to have any car payments credit cards personal loans anything or even student loans i mean you don't want any debts going into retirement so that you know it's as simple as that i mean if if you're only making two or three thousand dollars a month because of social security and maybe a little bit of some retirement money You don't want half of that to go out the door to pay for your mortgage. And in today's world, today's economy, we see this too often. Too many people are carrying their mortgages through retirement. We see people who are in their late 60s, almost 70 years old, refinancing their homes on a 30-year term never to get out of debt. I mean, that just shocks me. And again, let's look back at our grandparents and our parents' era. What was the biggest asset they all had? It was their homes. And what did they do? They paid it off. Our parents and grandparents, honestly, were probably off better better than us, or, or in a better situation than we are in today's economy, because we are mesmerized by all these low interest rates that we always forget about the. The volume of interest this is something we talk about in our seminars that really the interest rate or the apr on a loan whether it's a mortgage or vehicle loan or a credit card it's really a deception apr is a deception what's more important is the volume of interest or in other words how much interest you're going to pay over that term and if you look especially at a mortgage we're always constantly kind of refinancing these mortgages every 10 to 15 years and mortgages the u.s is one of the only countries in the world that deals with balloon interest mortgages again i'll say it again the u.s is the only one of the only countries in the world that we use balloon interest mortgages and in other words that means all our payments in the first 10 to 15 years is all interest very little of it goes to pay down the principal And then usually the last 10 to 15 years of the loan, it's all principal. Well, ask yourself real quickly, why are the banks doing such a good job on always dropping these interest rates every 10 to 15 years? I don't always think it's a coincidence. It almost makes sure that we're always just paying interest on interest on interest. First 15 years go up. Oh, guess what? Interest rates dropped at 4.5%. Let's go refinance for another 30. Interest, interest, interest. Oh, Another five, ten years went by, and the interest rates dropped to 2%. Let's go refinance. And at the whole time, all we've been doing is paying interest out of our pocket, never really paying any principal down. That is the state of economy that we're in right now. So paying, getting out of debt is number one, To getting, making sure that you're going to be retired by the age of 65. You have to be out of debt, and we'll show you how to do that right after this break. This is Jordan Quijano of the Fire Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this.
0: If what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker Radio Show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker Radio Show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m.
2: Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and
0: 9 a.m. Pacific.
2: consumer advocate Tom Martino for years I've been telling you about a safe secure investment that you can do for as little as $200 a month earnings grow tax free and better than that during this recent stock market crash they did not lose a penny even though investments hit all-time lows those involved in become the banker are still earning their guaranteed return of 4% tax-free plus a 1% dividend isn't it time you at least investigate and possibly become the banker yourself in a nutshell you overfund life insurance on purpose to build tax sheltered cash for retirement and for loaning to yourself for life's needs and pleasure college credit card debt a mortgage They can all be paid when you become the banker. Do yourself a favor. At least find out more. BecomeTheBanker.org. For the next webinar, that's BecomeTheBanker.org. And for a video review, BecomeTheBanker.info. It's time to take action and stop your losses. BecomeTheBanker.org.
0: This is Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner, Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You could also ask to comment by email to Joseph at BecomeTheBanker.org or text to 303-880-0887. Hello,
1: everybody. This is Jordan Quijano with Become the Banker, returning from our break here. We're just getting into the part of the uh, kind of the, I think the most important part of today's conversation, which is the questions and answer, the Q&A that we're getting from our, our website. So for anybody who has questions that you want to ask us, I mean, just use us. We're, we're a free, a free resource for you. So go please, go to our website, becomethebanker.org, O-R-G, and type your question into us. Or feel free to join us for our next upcoming webinar, completely free. But this is a great way for anybody who's maybe nervous to ask questions, either to their family, significant others, or maybe they just, you know, don't know who to ask. And that's why we offer this to anybody. So please, utilize us for your resource. Before the break, we were just talking about one of the questions that came in for an individual who said, how can I get started for retirement if I'm 50 years old? And we talked about really the most important component when you're nearing retirement, especially at 50 years old, it's not like you're a lost cause and you, you don't have any time to build. No, not at all. You got plenty of time but these are crucial years. If you're retiring by the age of 65 or or even 70, we have to take these next 15 years serious and pay off all the debt that you have. And that's what we were talking about. Debt before the show. I mean, mortgages are horrible today. I will, I'm just going to say that straight out. Mortgages today are insane. I mean, yes, we have the best interest rates but what I was talking about was ballooned interest rates before the show. I mean, the U.S. is one of the only countries that deals with ballooned interest rates, which means all of your payment for the first 15 years is going straight to the bank's pocket. It goes straight to interest. And we're always refinancing, it seems like, every 10 to 15 years. So we're really never paying the house down. We're always just moving the loan and only paying the interest for those 10 to 15 years. That's sad. I mean, that is that is truly sad because that's happening every single day. So you got to get out of debt, and that's what we deal with when you become a banker. We show families and individuals how you can get out of debt in nine years or less, nine years or less, and that's paying off your mortgage, paying off any vehicles, credit cards, and being completely debt-free, nine years or less. I mean, and, and it happens time and time again. So that would be perfect. For somebody who's nearing retirement, you need to start thinking about that today. So good question. All right. Now the other one here, again, kind of basic, and it looks like, uh, Jordan and Joseph, uh, you know, it's really sick of stock market uncertainty, always going down and losing my money. It seems like it's impossible for the money to go back up. So what can I do if if the stock market is all I have really as a resource? That's a great question. I mean, this is something that we see a lot of times that people, again, kind of going back to today's beginning conversation is we're only taught or we only know what we are taught, in other words. So if we're only taught to use 401Ks as our only retirement plan, that's all we know. And this kind of hits home with what we have been talking about today, that the 401Ks, unfortunately, they are tied strictly to the stock market i mean there are some options you can choose the 401k but really where you're going to make the money is in the stock market with those accounts and the sad reality of those accounts just like we were talking about earlier is all the responsibility is on you and i to make sure that we put the money aside for our 401ks and to make sure that we choose the right investments so for this viewer or this listener here really this is why with Become the Banker, we deal with two strategies. One is the Become the Banker strategy. That's the one I was just sharing with that could get you out of debt nine years or less. Completely tax-free account that you're able to build. You earn guaranteed interest on it. And it's away from the stock market. And our second account is what we call a guaranteed retirement or that guaranteed pension plan. And this is meant for your retirement. And again, it's Guaranteed pension because it converts those 401ks or IRAs into the good old day pensions. A completely away from the stock market. It's okay to have some money in the stock market. I want you guys to know that. I mean, it's okay to have a 401k, especially if you're getting a match. If you're getting a match, you should absolutely take advantage of the free money. But what you should not do is overfund your four oh one K and we see this happen too much where maybe you're only getting a five percent match with your employer. But most of us maybe we're doing ten percent or fifteen percent because we don't know where we don't know where else to put the money. Well guess what? If you're putting ten percent in there and you're only getting a five percent match, it doesn't mean you're getting extra money on the other five percent. The other five percent is just locking your money up hoping that the stock market's up when you retire and hoping that taxes are down because, again, 401Ks, we're postponing the taxes. So what should you do? This is where you could be able to build that money tax-free, guaranteed with no risk with that guaranteed retirement plan. So go to our website and really find out more with what you can do. And next week's show we're gonna dive a little bit deeper, maybe just finish off a few more segments on on this mindset about money. I'm Jordan Kihano with Become the Banker, and we wanna thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. We're gonna see you next week.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Become the Banker radio show. Certified financial planner Joseph Quijano will return next Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Until then, remember, rich people think like rich people. Poor people think like poor people.